Welcome to our podcast. Let's talk with Dennis Martin, where we talk about real life issues. Let's join the podcast. Tonight, I want to talk to you about uh, believing in yourself. Believing in yourself. I believe in you. And I want to tell you that somebody believes in you. So tonight I want to talk to you about believing in yourself and recognizing that somebody believes in you. You know, somewhere we have been convinced that the world and people are against us. You hear people say that all the time. Everybody is against me. The world is against me. People don't like me. And I have to admit that I think in my opinion in the church and maybe in other places, but especially in the church, I think we have uh, put fuel to the fire. We have sort of pushed that narrative and put that thought and planted that thought in people's mind that everybody is against you. The world is against you. People don't like you. You've got all these people that hate you and all these people that sit around and they plot against you. They scheme against you to, to take you down and all of that. And so we have somewhat been convinced, uh, whether from childhood to adulthood to wherever we are in life now, we've been convinced somehow that people don't like us or that the world is against us. And whenever something gets in your mentality, whenever it gets planted in your mind, whenever it gets in you, it becomes a part of you. And that's what you begin to rehearse. That's what you begin to think. It's like eating whatever you eat. It, it, when it when it's in you, it becomes a part of you. And that's why the, our bodies are affected by the things we eat or the things we digest or the things we take in. So you have to be very careful of the things that you allow to get in your spirit and the things that you allow uh, to be said and all of those things, because sometimes when you hear those things and when those things are said and done, we believe them, we hear them and we end up and it gets in our spirit and it don't seem to get out of our spirit and it stays there for a minute. So again, somewhere we have been convinced or we've been talked to or made to believe that the world and people are against us. And I pray that that's not you tonight, but we believe that. You hear people say it all the time. Don't nobody like me. They've never liked me. Everybody's against me. And when you hear people say that a lot, that means that is what they believe. That means that is what they are convinced of, that nobody likes them and nobody believes in them. So they are convinced. They put that in their psyche. They put that in their spirit. They put it in their mind. And so they go through life from whatever age it may be. They go through life believing that. And so they're always in suspect of others, always in suspect of other people for the mere fact that they have been convinced that everybody is against them. But can I tell you tonight that everybody is not against you? 
the world is not against you. And you need to change your thought pattern and your way of thinking to get that out of your mind because you cannot continue through life thinking that way and come out on the positive side. You cannot continue thinking that way and come out on the good side. All right. So you've got to change your mentality when it comes to that. You've got to change the way you think. You, You just got to come across and say, I've got to think different. I've got to change the way I think. I've been thinking the wrong way. I've been thinking that everyone's against me. And that's not the truth. People have convinced you. The devil has convinced you. And I'm sorry, but preachers have convinced you that the world is against you. You know, your haters. And probably you can't even name on one hand how many haters you got. More or less, both of your hands. But we've been convinced that we've got a bunch of haters and folk that don't like us. So you've got to believe in yourself because somebody believes in you. I believe in you. What we've got to do, and the second thing we've got to recognize is we waste so much of our time trying to convince and convert those who don't believe into believers. We waste a lot of time trying to convert and and trying to make believers out of those that don't believe in us. And it is a lot of wasted time because if a person don't believe in you, most of the time, you're not going to convince them to believe in you. They're not going to believe in you. And no matter what success you have, no matter what you do, no matter how good it seems to turn out, they're not going to believe in you. They're going to keep the same mentality they've got towards you. And so we waste a lot of time. I mean, a whole bunch of time trying to convince. How do we try to convince? We try to, we hang around people. We stay around them. We, 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 we tell them what, what things are happening, what's being done. And we try our best to convince people and we trying to convert them over and make a believer out of them so they can believe in us. But I want to tell you the first place that belief has to start is you've got to believe in yourself. That's the first place that your belief must start is in yourself. Stop wasting all this valuable time trying to convince and convert other people to believing in you. Sometimes you're never going to get it done. It's not going to work because even if they say they believe, they'll still turn around and not believe. So stop wasting that valuable time. Did you know you could be doing a whole lot of stuff with your energy and with your time than that that you are doing? Did you know that? You you could be doing a whole lot of other stuff with your energy and with your time instead of the things you're doing that you're trying to convince people that to, to, to believe in you. And so you got to start, first of all, believing in yourself. I'm not about to be long tonight. Uh, number three is we need to start placing our attention on those that believe in us and that have made an investment in us. First of all, you got to believe in yourself. So if you believe in yourself, you've got to, first of all, make an investment in yourself. You can't just wait for others to make an investment. 
You've got to invest in yourself, invest in your dreams, invest in your future, invest in what you believe and where you think you're going and where you want to go. Make an investment in yourself, believe in yourself. And then those that show that they believe in you, then what you've got to do is you've got to start. If you know they believe in you, then you must start what? Believing, amen, and pointing your attention toward those that have made an investment. There are some people that believe in you. You believe, you got to believe in yourself. There's some people believe in you. I believe in you. You've got to believe in yourself. Somebody believes in you somewhere. And they've proven that. They've shown that they believe in you by their, their time, by their investment, by what they do, by what they say. They've proven that they believe in you. But you've got to believe in yourself and start paying attention to those that believe in you that have made that investment. When when I was uh, first starting in ministry, my late uncle, he believed in me. I don't know exactly totally why, but he believed that I could do almost anything. He he relied on me. He he trusted in me to do it. Uh, he uh, he would put me up when I didn't have confidence in myself. He would put me up to preach. Uh, he he would invest in me. He would he would buy things to, pertaining to ministry and invest in me. Others that believed in me would invest in my life, invest in what I was doing. And so I started paying attention to them instead of paying attention to all those that didn't believe. And this this is what we've got to understand. A lot of times we are paying attention to people that don't believe. And we're wasting time again, paying a lot of attention to people that don't believe in you and they haven't made one investment. The only thing that they have invested is negative vibes, negative attitudes, negative comments, negative things towards you. And that's all they've invested. They've always said that they didn't know if you can do it. I don't think you can do that. You're not capable of doing that. You don't have the money for that. You don't have the ed- education for that. And so you then you you get paralyzed and, and already got a little issue with not believing in yourself. And so what do you do? You end up placing your attention on those that you think their words have value. And you've got to understand that some people's words should have that kind of value in your life, especially when you understand that that's what they do all the time is place negative comments over people. You can't you can't place no value in their words because if you do, you're going to be in trouble. You can't do that. And, and you got to understand that. Um, let me say uh, years ago, <clears throat> I was uh, went to preach for someone. Uh, we went to preach for a preacher and it's, it's one or two of us and and uh, the words that he spoke to me were, were they were uh, somewhat negative words. Um, they weren't just totally out negative, but they were negative. And I was a young preacher. I was real young. And I responded in a way of what I'm telling you not to do. The way I responded, and he was an older preacher, was somewhat successful. 
And what I did is every opportunity that I got to be around him, I went around him when I was in that area just to see if I could get his approval, just to see if 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 I could get him to speak something different. And then I discovered that that was just him. That was what he did to everybody. And once I understood that, I stopped taking stock in his words. And it was not, I was, and I shared this with you all before, I was uh, in Memphis and, and, and I was down there and uh, I was ministering and preaching for the late uh, Bishop G.E. Patterson and he came and picked me up and went, went to breakfast. And when we went to breakfast, uh, we were talking and I shared that that I just shared with you. I shared that with him and told him who it was and everything. And he started laughing. I was trying to figure out that what was funny about that. He started laughing. He said, oh, man, he said, you know, he does that to everybody. He said, don't, don't worry about nothing. He said, he said, you are a good preacher. You're a biblical preacher. You're a word preacher. He said, and you you work the altar. Uh, you you take an offering. He said, you the full package. That's why I keep you coming. He said, if, if you didn't have no word and couldn't, I wouldn't have you coming down here. And those words breathe life back into me. So that's why I'm telling you, sometimes you can't take stock in some people's word. There's some people's word is good for you, but then there's some people's word, they don't believe in you and nobody else. If it's not something about them, they don't believe in nobody else. And I want you to hear that. Some people, it's all about them. And if they, if it's not about them, then they don't believe in nobody else but them. All right. And I need y'all to get that tonight. Some people only believe in them. So again, we need to start placing our attention on those that believe in us and have made an investment in us. Then you have to make an investment in yourself. Just don't wait on other people. Believe in yourself, make an investment, make an investment. Remember that, speak that to yourself and tell yourself after tonight, I'm going to make an investment in me. I know other people say, make an investment in this. If you make an investment in me, then God, start with you, make an investment in yourself. Believe in yourself and make an investment in yourself. That's that's the next thing I want to tell you is believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. You got to believe in yourself. And that's very important is to believe in yourself. Because there's a lot of people, even when you read in, in the Bible, there's a lot of people that didn't believe in themselves, but others believed in them. And I want to tell you, I believe in you. And don't fool yourself. Somebody somewhere believes in you. They believe in your vision. They believe in what, what you are about. They believe in you. And you ain't no preacher. You, you don't have a title, but they believe in you. You don't have, you, 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 your name not known all over the place, but somebody somewhere believes in you. And I need you to get that. I need you to take that and ride it all the way through the rest of this year. Somebody believes in me. And I'm going to start believing in myself. David believed in himself. When David went down and saw 
his brethren being tormented by Goliath, the giant. David went back to Saul and said, let me go, let me go fight him. And Saul said, you can't do that. He said, yeah, I, I can do it. He said, I go handle him. He's, he's troubling us. He's, and, and Saul said, well, take my, take my arm. But David said, I ain't proving none of that. I, I got my stuff. And David, believing in himself, went down by the brook, got him five smooth stones with his little slingshot and went back. And Goliath didn't believe in David. He started laughing and said, <laughs> they done sent this kid over here to do this. I ain't afraid of you. And David slew Goliath. And he said, you come to me with a sword and a shield, but I come in the name of the Lord. He believed in himself and he did what he did and victory was wrought because he believed in himself. I'm talking to you right now. I'm looking at you. You got to believe in yourself. And you don't have to be arrogant about it, but believe in yourself. Stop letting people make you feel you're nothing. Stop making letting people make you feel that you low on the totem pole and that you're not this, you're not that. Believe in yourself. All right? You you got you got you got to believe. You got those that didn't believe in themselves. And even even though we brag about them when we talk about them. When you first read about them, they didn't believe in themselves. Moses didn't believe in himself. When God said, I want you to go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Moses said, I can't do that. Do, do you know what's wrong with me? He said, I'm, I'm, I'm slow of speech and of slow tongue. I can't do that. And God had to send Aaron with him because Moses didn't believe in, in himself. He, he didn't believe. He said, I, I, uh-uh. He said, well, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to send Aaron with you. And even though you don't believe in yourself, Moses, I'm going to tell you something. I'm only going to talk to you and you'll be able to talk to Aaron and you'll be to him as God. Even though I'm talking to you, when he hears you, he'll be hearing the voice of God through you because I'm not talking to Aaron. I'm talking to you because I believe in you. Are you listening at me? He says, I believe in you, so I want you to do it. Notice in uh, Jeremiah didn't believe in himself. When, when Jeremiah found that he was called and God said, I've called you from the mother's womb. Jeremiah said, Lord, I can't, I can't go do none of that you're talking about. He said, say not that I'm a child. He said, before I formed in the belly, I knew thee. And before all of it, I, before you came out, I had sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet to the nation. God said, I believe in you. You might not believe in yourself, but I believe in you. And I'm telling you, somebody believes in you. God believes in you. Gideon went in and, and was in a cave, hid himself. And, and, and the angel of the Lord in, in Judges chapter 6 and verse number 12, the angel of the Lord, the Bible said, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thy mighty man of valor. Sometimes God believes in us more than we believe in ourselves. And he's put in us what we need. And he says, I need you to believe in yourself. A lot of us, we've got to get up from where we are and stop. Amen. Uh, uh, allowing ourselves not to believe 
and you got to believe in yourself. And I've come to tell you, I've stopped on this Monday night to tell you, I believe in you. And take my word, somebody believes in you. I know you, you've been convinced. They've told you, don't nobody believe in you, but I'm here to tell you they do. Well, let me rush to a close. Let me say this. God has given you the ability to do what needs to be done. Would you believe me when I tell you, even though you think, and even though people have tried to convince you that you're nothing and have you almost believing the world is against you and that you don't believe in yourself, would you believe me when I tell you God has already put everything in you for you to carry out and do the things that need to be done? It's already there. All he needs for you to happen is to stir up the gift. And he needs for you to recognize and move in the confidence of God that everything I need is already inside of me. I use it this way. A baby that's born, that's a young lady. does not have to go out and get anything to become a woman that when she gets older, she can produce children, conceive children, and none of that. She, she, she don't have to do none of that. When she's born, everything that is to happen is already in her. It's just a matter of her growing up and as time goes on and everything begins to come to where it's supposed to be, when she gets a certain age and when she gets grown and get married, she have children. No one had to go out and say, well, let me, let me see, can I go and, and get somebody like me so I can have a baby or get somebody like me. And what I mean by like me, they got to approve, approve of me for before I can do this. Nobody has the approve of you on that. That's already there. And so you got to understand everything we need, God has already given it to us. We got to go look for nothing and work up on it. It's already there. You just got to let stir up the gift. Let God. There's some people have the ability to do things they've never been to school to do, and they do it sometimes better than people that have been to school for it. Why? Because it's something that was in them. It was birth. It was a gift. And you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to know and walk in confidence and believe in yourself. Because somebody somewhere believes in you. It's already in you. And I want you to, I want you to, I want you to keep saying that everything that God has given me every assignment, everything that God has placed, I already have it in me. He's given me the ability. It's already there. And it comes out and he brings it to maturity. It's already there. And you need to understand that. You need to know that. You, you need to know that. It's already there. You got to work up on this. It's already there. All right. Now, let me say this last one. Believe in yourself and believe in your heart in this scripture. 
I'm going to read it and then I'm going to get out of here. But I need you to I need you to believe this with all your heart. I need you to believe this with everything you got. I need you to grab a hold to this. I need you to believe this. I need you uh, for the rest of this year. Uh, we, we're in October. I need you to believe this for the rest of the year and make this a part of what you believe. Make this a part of your saying. And what is that? Philippians 4 and 13. I can do. I can do what? All things, not some things. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I can do it. It's already in me. I've got the ability for it to happen. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to trust God and I'm going to believe in myself. I'm going to stop letting this narrative play out. I'm going to stop rehearsing that in my mind that the world is against me. If God be for me, who can be against me? If God is on our side, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Stop, stop always talking about your haters. Stop letting preachers fill your mind with that. All your haters, stop all that. Stop letting people fill your mind. If people don't like you, some folk ain't thinking about you or me. They ain't gave us a second thought and we run around. They don't like me. Stop all that. Even if they don't like you, what, what they got to do with you believing in yourself? What they got to do with you doing what you need to do? What does that have to do with you being the person that you can be? Absolutely nothing. Because the last time I checked, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. Greater is he that that is within us than he that's in the world. If God be for us, who can be against us? We going through all these changes and say we got God on our side. We going through all these changes and say God is with us. Then why are we going through changes? Why are we worrying about haters and, and people don't like me and people ain't giving me an opportunity and people ain't giving me a chance and people ain't open doors and people just, ah! Stop all that. Cut it out. Get yourself up from that place of pity. You know, you 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 sound uh you you sound there like Elijah hiding under that juniper tree. I'm the only one left. God said, get up, please. God said, Will you please get up? Oh I'm gonna, I'm the only one left, God, and ain't no God said, Will you will you get up and get to going? Because guess what? I got 7,000 that haven't bowed their knees. I got 7,000 in Israel that haven't bowed their knees to nobody, Baal and nobody else. And so get yourself up and let's get to moving. Matter of fact, you ask them, so what doest thou here, Elijah? Why are you here? Sometimes I believe God's asking us the same thing. Why are you here in this place? What? What is, why? 
After all I've shown you, after I've shown you I'm God, after I've shown you how mighty I am, why are you here? Why are you not believing in yourself? I've got people that I've sent your way to prove to you that they believe in you. And God says, I believe in you. And so I need you to get up, stop wasting your time. Stop, stop, stop wasting your time going through these changes. So I encourage you, meet the challenge. This is October. Let the rest of this year be three of the greatest months of the life for this year. Enjoy yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in your visions. Believe in your dreams. Believe in you. Don't let nobody talk you down or talk you out of believing in yourself. And they'll tell you, you're just arrogant. No, I'm not. I believe in myself. I got confidence in what God has given me and what he's entrusted me with. And so I believe in me. You got, you got to get up and believe in yourself. I'm telling you, you got to. You, you ain't got no other choice. You know, if nobody else believes in you, you got to believe in yourself. I thank God I've had people in my life that believed in me. But at this stage in my life, guess what? I believe in me. I believe in myself. I'm investing in me. I believe in me every day. I believe that I can obtain it. I believe I can do it. Uh, I'm going to tell y'all something. I was laughing. We were laughing about this today. I've got a riding lawnmower. And uh, the belt broke on it twice. And I was trying to figure out, you know, why? And so I was getting ready to send it back to the shop. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to send it to the shop. This is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to call and find out what size the belt is. So they told me what size the belt was. I said, okay. And the guy said, you can pick it up probably at Home Depot or something. So I went and picked the belt up at Home Depot and went on what I think is one of the greatest tools of social media, the internet that we could ever have, and that's YouTube. I went on YouTube, typed in there, and the guy came on and he showed us. He said, I've never done this before, but I'm going to put this belt on this uh, riding lumber, and he put it on there. And so I got the belt. I got on my on my, my clothes I can lay down on the ground in, and I went, and I went underneath, almost underneath that thing and started unscrewing stuff that – some of the things I couldn't get loose, and I stayed out there about an hour. But let me tell y'all something. I got that belt on. That belt only cost me about $30. They were talking about coming to get the, the thing and pull it and put a belt on it for $150. I saved myself over $100 because I went out there and did that thing. And there's some things I do. If I don't know what to do, I'll go look at it and say, that, that's what I need to do. And, and because I believe in myself, I believe I'm smart enough. Now, there's some things I don't do, but there's some things I know I can do. So I believe I'm smart enough. I believe I've got the ability to do it. And so I do it. And so you got to start believing in yourself, knowing that God believes in you. He wouldn't have called you if he didn't believe in you. He's invested time in you because he believes in you. And God has placed people around you. Somebody believes in you. Start enjoying 
and paying attention to the people that believe in you. Welcome to our podcast. Let's talk with Dennis Martin, where we talk about real life issues. Let's join the podcast. Tonight's subject is love starts here. Love starts here. I believe it's very important uh, for us to understand that everything in life has a beginning. And uh, it is the same way in life. It is the same way in our life. Everything has a starting point. It has a beginning. It doesn't just pop up out of nowhere. It doesn't just come about. Everything starts somewhere. Everything has a beginning. And we need to understand that tonight. I want us to get that, that everything in life has a beginning. It has a starting point. It doesn't start in the middle. It doesn't start at the end. It starts at the beginning. It has a starting point. It is it is somewhere that it starts. And then even in our lives, everything about our lives has a starting point or has a beginning. We just don't come up and things just happen in our lives. We just don't come up and things pop up. No, we there's some point that we all can trace back of things that started somewhere that had a beginning and had a starting point. Point. And so that's the first thing that I need to establish is everything has a starting point. Everything has a beginning and you cannot get away from where it begins and where it starts. You can't skip. Uh, you know, I know some of us like to cheat. When I say cheat, we like to skip to the middle of things and then skip to the end. But when you do that, you miss so much when you do those things, when you go to skipping, you miss things. You you don't you don't get things because you skipped over so much and you skipped over things that may be important. It's like you in school. Um, my grands are being homeschooled. Uh, co-pastors homeschooling them, and one of the things that they start them out in in teaching them things, they have to start at a point where they start with a uh, beginning. Why? Because they have a starting point. Now, it, it would be easy to take them and just go on down and start in the middle of the class or start in the middle of the curriculum and say, well, let's start here. But if they start there, they're going to miss something that they need that is a foundation. Are you listening at me? You see, we got to understand that even when they build stuff, they just don't put buildings up without having a foundation. Sometimes we see them uh, out clearing trees and clearing things. And then we see them, the, the cement trucks come in and they're pouring the concrete and we're trying to figure out well, what are they doing? They are laying a foundation because the foundation is important that they would lay the foundation. Watch this that when they build upon it, then it will be solid because of the foundation. And in the foundation, they put all the stuff they need in the foundation, which are the pipes and and, and the things that's going to run through the house. They get everything embedded and laid in that foundation 
that they will be able to do what needs to be done. So that's why I say everything has a, uh, it, it has a beginning. It has a, a, uh, starting point. And we have to recognize those things when we're dealing with these things. And so tonight, love starts here. We must and need to know where things start and what effect it has on our lives. We need to know where things start and we need to know what effect those things have on our lives. Everybody needs to get a clear understanding of where it starts and what effect it has on us. When I ran track, one of the things in track that they used to say to us that was important in running track, and uh, when you get down in the block, they would always stress to us that you want to have a good start. You want to get a good jump from the block. You don't want to jump ahead of time, but you want to get a good jump from the block. And as you get a good jump from the block, then what will happen is uh, you will get a, a good start and maybe a jump on the next person that's running next to you. So everything, we must know when things start and we have to know what effect it has on us. And so tonight, very brief, I want to talk to you about the starting point of love, the starting point of love. Love starts here. Now, why would you say that, Pastor Martin? Because many of us, we read in, in scriptures and we've been reading and talking about where love begins and where love starts. But I want to talk to you tonight because I want you to understand that love has a starting point and it starts here. And we need to understand where it starts and how it starts. And we need to do, we, we talk about loving one, one another and loving each other. But let's read, uh, and we got a few scriptures tonight. Let's read Galatians chapter 5 and verse 14. And listen what he says. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Now here's what he says, it starts. Thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself. He says, this is the beginning. He said, the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, thou shall love thy neighbor. We always talk about loving each other and loving one another. And we need to love each other. And, 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 and I love you and you can't do nothing about it and all that. And that's great. But he says, thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself. So I want to tell you where love starts at tonight. Love does not start with you loving your neighbor. We know we love God. We, we know that's one starting point. But I want to talk to us individually tonight that love does not start with loving your neighbor. Love does not start with loving the other person or loving your spouse or loving your children or loving people around you, your parents. That's not the starting point of love. Love doesn't start there. Love starts here. And what does he say? Where, where does it start? Thou shall love thy neighbor as 
thyself. And so in order for you to understand where love starts, you've got to understand that love starts here. Point at yourself. Love starts here. Love starts with us. Love starts with us as individuals. So he says, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And as I, as I begin to study, I wondered why so many times in the scripture that he begins to repeat himself in the scripture concerning this particular thing. Because I think he's trying to get a message to us to let us know where love really starts. He's trying to get a message to us to let us know where love really starts. Anytime you see people repeating stuff, have you ever, uh, you know, been around and, and people repeat themselves and you like, what? Why do you keep repeating yourself? Because I'm really trying to get you to get it. Remember your teacher in school kept repeating and you kept saying to yourself, why? She just said that a few minutes ago, but she was really trying to get it over to you, really trying to get you to get it. And so she kept repeating herself. So I wonder in the scripture, why does it keep repeating these this thing? So when I look in Matthew chapter 19 and verse number 19, he says, um, uh, well, let, let's look at verse 18. He saith unto him, which Jesus said, thou shalt uh, thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And notice what he says again. Thou shalt and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Here he goes again. He he talks about the other things. He talks about honoring your father and your mother. But then he says, after you get through honoring your father and your mother, I need you to understand that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. He keeps repeating that because he wants us to get where love really starts. Love doesn't start with us loving the other individual or persons. Love starts with us. We've got to get the proper context of where love really needs to begin. Love needs to start with us. Now notice in Matthew 23, when you go down to verse number uh, 30, uh, let's see, Matthew's 22, I'm sorry, I said 23, but I meant Matthew's 22. Matthew's 22, and you go down to verse uh, number 30, uh, seven, and, and and notice what he he says in verse number thirty-seven. Jesus said unto him, "Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind." So he he tells us that we are to love God. We already know we need to love God. We already got that down pat. I love you, Jesus, more than anything. We got that already. That that's not even questioned. We already know that we need to love God. And he tells us and reiterates the fact, you should love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, and thy mind. Then verse 38, he says, this is the first and great commandment. He said, this is the first and great commandment. But then notice what he says in verse 39. He says, and the second is like unto it. Now, the first great commandment, he says, 
is to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's the first great commandment. But the second, he says, is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor. I hope y'all getting this tonight. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. He keeps reiterating. He keeps putting that out. That love starts here. It starts right here. And in order for you to love others, you got to first love yourself. So love starts with us. Love starts in us. Love should be generated from us as we love ourselves, then we are capable of loving our neighbor. In Mark chapter 12, uh, he says there in verse uh, 31, and he keeps on writing this out. And he says, he talks about loving God again. And he says, and the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other, none other commandment greater than these. He said, you, you got to understand if you're going to love people, then you got to first start with loving you. And if you don't start with loving you, you're going to have a difficulty loving your neighbor or loving anybody. If you don't love yourself, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very hard. And I know that sounds elementary to some of you because you want some deep, but you know, sometimes we need to understand that it is the simple things that we need to hear in Luke chapter 10, or let's look at yeah, Luke chapter 10. Then we'll go back. Luke chapter 10, verse 37. Uh, he says, and he answering said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor, again, he says, as thyself. So it is important for us to get this, that love begins inside of us loving ourselves. In other words, what are you saying, Pastor Martin? I'm saying we must learn to fall in love not only with God, not only with others, but we have to learn to fall in love with ourselves whom God has created and whom God have made. In Luke chapter six, verse 27, he says, but I say unto you which hear, love your enemies and do good to them which hate you. Now, how do you love your enemies? Many of us can't love our enemies because we don't love ourselves. That's Luke chapter six, verse 27. You can't love your enemies and do good to them when you don't love yourself. Love starts with us. And many of us uh, over the years, if we admit it, we've had issues with this love thing of loving ourselves, of dealing with ourselves, of dealing with how we are and loving uh, who we are. And, and being comfortable with who God made us. And so we're around looking for validation from people to love us. And sometimes uh, the wrong people love us with the wrong motives. And they 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 pull us in to, to the wrong things and, and, and we end up 
hating ourselves even more because of the fact that we did not understand that love does not begin with someone loving you. It, it, that it did begin with God loving us because God loved us in the beginning. So it began with God loving us, but love does not begin with individuals loving us. You don't, that's, that shouldn't be your strength or your point of reference or your point of getting up because people say, I love you or I love you. No, you, 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 you don't, it doesn't start there. It started with God loving us for God so loved the world. So God loved us first. So that is the first thing we must understand that God loved us. That's, that's, that, that's already established. That's already there. God loves us. God loves us. And so other people loving us may be a bonus. And they say, well, I love you. Love you too. I love you more. You know how he said, but now understand that shouldn't be the starting point. of love for us. First starting point after God loves us and we come into the knowledge of who we are, then we should love ourselves. It's very important for us to get this, that we love ourselves. Jesus says uh, to us, and watch this, in in 1 John, uh, he says in 1 John, or in John, should I say, uh, let's in John, he says to us there in chapter number 13, and we go down to uh, verse uh, 34, and notice what he says. In, in John chapter 13, verse 34, a new commandment I give unto you. He says, I, I want to give you something new, that you love one another as. I have loved you that ye also love one another. He says, this is the new commandment I give you. I want you to love one another. But again, we go back to the point that we can never love each other the way we should if we don't first start with ourselves. We've got to get past this thing of not loving ourselves, talking down to ourselves, uh, talking, looking in the mirror, having negative thoughts about ourselves and all of those things. And then we wonder why we can't get along with people because I'm going to tell you something, anybody that don't like themselves, anybody that don't love themselves will have a problem loving other people. I don't care how you shake it. I don't care. You try to make it different. If you got a problem with loving you, you're going to have a problem with loving other people because you can't love your neighbor as yourself if you don't love you. If you love yourself, there are things you do for yourself. If you love yourself, uh, you, you, you look out for you. You look out for yourself. You look out for the things that's concerning you. And notice he repeats again. When you look in, 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 uh, when you look here in, uh, Romans chapter 13, he repeats again there at verse number 19. He repeats it again. He keeps on saying, you know, I, I need you to get this. I need to put this in your spirit. I need to get this in your mind. I need you to get this. 
I need you to understand. I need to tell you what love starts. So from this day, you can start dealing with you and stop worrying about where well, they don't love me. You, you got to start where the love really begins. It don't, it don't start with the others. It starts where love really begins. So notice what he says in Romans chapter 13 and verse number nine. He said, for this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Notice what he goes on to say. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So he tells us, he said, out of all the stuff I just said, don't kill, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't bear false witness, don't covet. Out of all the stuff I just said, he said that all of that, I've got another commandment, and that is, I need you to love thy neighbor as thyself. Why do you keep repeating this? Why, why God, why do you keep repeating this? Why is it even necessary to keep saying that? Why, why is it, it necessary? In Romans 13 and 9, we see he says, this is why it's necessary. Because I need you to love your neighbor as yourself. I, I need you to get this. I need you to understand that it's important for you to do that. It's important for you to love your neighbor as yourself. That's important for you to get. And uh, it, it's important. And he goes on and gives us, and as we go back to our, our original scripture in Galatians chapter five and verse uh, number 14, he says, the law is fulfilled in one word, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So let me just talk to you for a minute. You know, many times, what has happened to us is we could have had a bad experience as children or a bad experience in relationships or whatever. Uh, you could have had a bad uh, thing concerning a lot of stuff. And uh, when, when, it, when it happens, uh, you didn't feel good about yourself. Uh, maybe you were bullied. Maybe you were picked at. Maybe uh, negative words were said over you or to you. And you just never saw yourself. Maybe some of you ladies never saw yourself as as beautiful or you never saw yourself as attractive. And even to this day, if someone tells you you're beautiful, you, you have a problem with just saying thank you. You be like, whatever. And and you 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 don't even know how to respond to it. And 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 men, you 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 feel down because you really never, whether you didn't have the love of your father or whatever. So you, you sort of feel and you go through life with this struggle and, and this battle going back and forth, trying to figure out, well, where do I find love at? And, 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 and you go to looking for love in all these places. Go looking for love everywhere. And you just looking and looking. And again, someone with the wrong motives come along and because you don't love yourself and because sometimes you never experience what genuine love is and what real love is, you will grab a hold of what you think is real love 
that's counterfeit, that's not good, and gravitate to it and think, oh my God, they really, they love me. And they don't. <laughs> they use you, but they don't love you. Because love is action. Love does something. So that's why he said you got to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Because if you love yourself, then you will do something for your neighbor. You will do something because you'll do it for yourself. And, and you got to understand that. Let me, let me see, can I uh, find um, this, this, this other because I think it's in, it's important for us uh, to get this on this evening that we need to start loving ourselves. Some of you, you talking about falling in love with everybody else. You need to fall in love with yourself. Yeah, I said that. You need to fall in love with yourself. That is the thing you need to start working on, falling in love with you. Stop hating yourself. Stop, stop, uh, Feeling and 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 talking bad about you, uh, you got enough folk that's gonna do that. Stop, stop joining them. You know, stop doing that. I remember I had that problem coming up. I just, I just didn't. Uh, you know, I, I had an issue with with loving me. I, I did. I had an issue with with loving me. I had an issue with just you know understanding that of who I was and 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 all of those things. And so. Uh, I was, uh, my mother had me out of wedlock and my grandmother raised me in the house. And for a long time, I was the only one in the house as far as, uh, uh, you know, children or whatever. My aunt died and then they brought my cousins. Then they stayed with us, but I, I was the only one in the house. And so I had a, I, I had a, I had a real problem. I had a real problem. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I had a real problem. And coming up through school, I had a real problem. Kids picked at me in school because I, at you know, when I first, I know y'all might think, he, Preston Martin, pretty, he, he's really knowledgeable. But in my early years in school, and I, I was, you know, I, I wasn't that smart. <laughs> and that's the honest truth. I really wasn't. I, I don't think I really, I changed schools and then I, I really started locking in. But you know, I, I wasn't that smart. I wasn't even really interested that much in, in education or whatever like that. But uh, so my point to you tonight is this, is that, you know, I had an issue. I had a problem with that. I had a problem with loving myself and dealing with me. And it was not until I started getting older. And when I mean older, coming out of my teenage years, coming into my adult life, 19, 20, 21, that I start sort of reevaluating and start liking me and loving me. I used to have a problem with being dark skinned. And I'm talking to somebody tonight. I had a problem with being dark skinned. I, 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 I said, Lord, why did you make me dark skinned? I wish I was light. Or, you know, and, and some of you had that same problem. Remember that cream you used to, you used to put on your face and it brightened you up? And I don't know what kind of cream it was called, but it was it was cream you put on your face and you get bright as you put the cream on. And you know, sometimes your face would be bright. It's like bleaching your screen, your, your skin and your face would be light and all this would be dark. <laughs> and so I, I had an issue 
I had an issue. I really did. I had an issue uh, with with that. And being dark, I was like, mm-mm. And then people would, you know, I had an issue with my name. Because during that time, the, the most famous show was Dennis the Menace. So that's what they would call me. Uh, they didn't call me Dennis Martin. Dennis the Menace. And so I, I had an issue with people picking at me and stuff like that and, and had an issue with all that kind of stuff. And, and, and so it took me from, from a child to getting up into my uh, adult life where I really started taking a different look at myself and begin to understand that I needed to love myself because if I didn't love myself, I wasn't going to treat other people right because I'm fighting with myself. And anytime you are fighting with yourself, then you, you're going to have issues. Anytime you're fighting to love yourself, then you're going to lunch out at other people, even if they were trying to love you the right way. You're going to lunch out at them because you got a problem with yourself, first of all. And so I had an issue with really loving me. And as, I, as I've gotten older, you know, uh, co-pastor can tell you, I don't have no problem with that issue anymore. Now, I'm not arrogant. I'm not stuck on myself, but I don't have no problem with loving me because I know where love starts. So that's why I can treat you the way I treat you, right? Because I love myself. And in order for me to love my neighbor, I got to love me. So love has to start here and not start somewhere else. You got to learn to love you. You got to learn, um, you got to learn to love things about you. Now, not your bad attitude. Don't, don't love that part. <laughs> don't love, don't love the bad parts about you. Work on those. But, but, but love the, the all right, co-pastor, don't start tomorrow, no more. Uh, you got to, you got to learn to love, to love things about yourself. Now, I'm very comfortable in my dark skin right now. Very comfortable. Very comfortable. Don't have no issues at all. Very comfortable. I'm very comfortable with the way I look. When I look in the mirror, you know, some people may call it vain. When I look in the mirror and I dress up, or oh, I'm getting ready to go somewhere. That's why I get in the mirror and brush my hair, either shave my head or and put stuff on, on there. All right, cut, cut it out, co-pastor. <laughs> and that's why I do that. And I stand in the mirror and, and I'll tell myself, boy, you looking good. Mm. And if, if I'm really clean, I said, my God, you razor sharp today. <laughs> y'all see all, all my pictures and stuff. My grandmother took a lot of pictures, but I, I, I wasn't always in, in the camera trying to take pictures. But I, I love myself. So I take pictures. I take a lot of pictures. I do. Some of you do too. You should. I take pictures. I'd be like, man, you look good on that one. You know, I'm going to post that one. That ain't vain. It's just I love myself. Now, if you don't love yourself, then you you will be depending on other people to tell you how good you look and what you do. And you can't always leave that up to people because people always have a different perspective and criticism of things. And you, you need to know that, you know, you need to know, <laughs> you need, you need to really know that you need to say, uh, you need to get that in your spirit and say, I love this about me. 
Now, maybe your hair ain't the longest, but love your short hair. Maybe you don't have the smallest feet, but love them. Love you. Because this is where it starts at. Love yourself when you talk about yourself. And you don't necessarily talk about yourself to others. When you think about yourself to yourself, think positive things of, of good things about yourself. Then when you talk to other people, you won't always have negative things to say about them. Anytime you see people that's filled, filled with negativity, that's always negative, talking about others and negative about stuff. When you see people do that a lot, just understand that when people are very negative, then that means that that's sort of the way they feel about themselves. That's a reflection of the way they feel about themselves. Not, not so much the way they feel about you. It's a reflection on the way they think about themselves. And it comes out of them because they don't love themselves. People that love themselves don't go, don't have no issues. They don't go through no changes. They don't trip. They don't do any of that because they love themselves. It's very easy to do that. And so you got to do that. So let me encourage you tonight. Fall in love with you. Not in an arrogant way, not in a snobbish way and acting all grand and wonderful, but fall in love with yourself in a good way so you will be able to love your neighbor as you do yourself you can love your neighbor as you take care of yourself the reason our love can be broadened the reason our love can go out is because i love myself i i just don't have mirrors around to be vain i got mirrors around because i want to make sure when i go out i look a certain way i take care some of you go to the gym why are you going to the gym let me ask you, why are you going to the gym? Just, just tell me why you even going. And what would your response be? I go so I can get in shape. I'm trying to lose this weight. Or I'm trying to tone my body up. In other words, you're trying to take care of you. You love yourself. And so if you love yourself like that, then you will love others and you will be not only loving but you'll be compassionate when you deal with others if you love yourself. So that's important for us to get that. It's important for us to know. Let me let me hurry on. I got to get here. Let me read this uh, for, uh, and, and this, I'm going to read this tonight. Um, I came across this, and, and let me read it in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. And let's look at verse 28. Um, well, let's, uh, okay, I'll tell you what. Let's read at verse 22. Let's, let's, let's read at verse 22 because I need to cover the whole thing here. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22, and we'll read down and get to what the verse I'm, I'm, I'm talking. And uh, then you, you'll get this. You ready? Ephesians 5, 22, and we're going to go down to verse, uh, we'll go down to verse 30 probably. Uh, Ephesians 5, 22, and we'll go down to verse 30. Wives, submit yourself unto your husband as unto the Lord. 
But I won't deal with that. We're not dealing with that tonight. So y'all don't have to worry about it. I'm not going to get off on that on, on tonight. Uh, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husband in everything. Now watch this. Husbands, love your wife, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sacrifice and cleanse it with the washing of the washing of water by the word, that he may present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that he should be holy and without blemish. All right. And so we got that. Now, here, here's here's the verse I want to get to. And this can apply to show you what he talks about where love begins. He says, so ought men to love their wives as, listen at this, their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. I'm telling y'all, he says that's where love begins. And he's talking about a husband and a wife, but we can apply this to those of you that are not married also. He says men ought to love their wives as their own body. And men love their body. They like the pump. Mm. Look at this. Ooh. You know, put their arm up and come out. Feel that right there. Feel that. Ooh, look at them. And so he says, all right, I need you to love your wife as your own body. And he that loveth his wife loveth himself. He says, if, if, if you love your wife, then you love yourself. The reason I can tell if you love her is because you love yourself. If you don't love yourself, you're going to have a problem. We go back to loving her. You're going to have a problem with loving anybody. So love starts right here. You, you, got to, you got to get rid of all these things that are keeping you from loving yourself. Love has to begin with us. So notice what he says, verse 29. I need y'all to get this. Lord, I, I ain't got no amens coming through here now. Ain't nobody saying amen. Y'all come on, talk to me now. Come on, come on, come on. We, this, this is scriptures in the Bible. <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all. He says, amen. They love their wives as their own body. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Verse 29. For no man ever yet hateth his own flesh, but nourish it, cherish it, and even as the law of the church. He said, don't nobody hate their own body and flesh. That's why you in the gym. Because you trying to you trying to get your body the way you want it. You trying to get it toned up and fit it up. That's what you're trying to do. That's, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get it together. That's why you're in there sweating. And on the elliptical and all that stuff and treadmill and Throwing the ball and in the pool and running. Why are you doing all that? You tell me why you're doing it. I, I need to know. Why are you doing that? You're doing it because you don't hate your body. You're trying your best to nourish it. You're trying your best to take care of it. Why do you do that? And today, the, this, this is almost two months I started this journey where well, it is too much. I started this journey on this health thing concerning my health. Why why did I do all that? Why did I cut all this stuff out? Why did I why did I I, I do the things I did and, 
and went and got my lab results today and they they were real good. Why why am I doing all that? I'm doing it for the fact that I love me and I love my, I shouldn't have to I shouldn't have to wait for somebody else to come along and say, "You need to take care of yourself. You need to do this. You need to love yourself enough that you take care of yourself because I want to take care of me." I, I, you know, I can say, well, I'm doing this for Copas and Martin. I'm doing this for me. I love me. And, and, and if I love me, then I can be around longer. <laughs> but I got to do it for me first. You got to take care of yourself for yourself. And then you'll be able to do it and help others. So he, he says, you got to do that. He says, for we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. And so you if you love yourself, if you don't hate your, your body, don't hate your flesh, you nourish it, you try your best to take care of it. That's the purpose. And that's that's where love starts. It starts with us. All right. I got two more scriptures. Hang with me and I'm finna get out of here. Just hang with me on this. I got two more scriptures to read. And uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get out of here with this. And First um, John, let's go to First John, and uh, let's let's do that. And then I'm gonna let y'all out of here tonight. First John chapter four, and let's go to verse eleven. He says, "Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another." No man have seen God at any time. And if we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfect in us. Now watch verse 16, because this is what I need you all to get. We start at verse 16 and I need you all to get this. And it's very, very important that we get this tonight. And I want you all to leave here saying Pastor Martin did a thorough job in teaching us how to love ourselves. Verse 16, 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. He says, and we know, and we have known and believed that the love that God hath to us, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. He says, how be it, how in is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we, in this world, he says, uh, there, and, and this is another scripture I want to get us to get, there is no fear in love. That's why you got to love yourself. He said, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. That's the struggles and the battles we have with ourselves. That is that inward fight that we have going on within us. That's why we're fighting. That's that inward struggle. That's that inward battle. Simply because we don't love ourselves like we should. He said, but you need to understand that there is no fear. In love. That's verse 18. But perfect love casteth out fear. 
Ain't no fear in love. You, you ain't got to be scared. Love yourself. And when you love yourself, it takes care. When you love yourself, I hear you, Lord. When you love yourself, it corrects a lot of other things when you love yourself. It corrects a lot of things when you love yourself. Because there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear hath torment. When you fear, you're tormenting yourself. And so he goes on verse 19, and I got to get out. We love him because he loved us. He, he said, we love him because he loved us. And so here again, he says to us, we, we got to understand, love yourself because perfect love, fear, and that fear that you have is, is not good for you. And you got, to, you got to fall in love with you. Notice what he says uh, again in, in the first part of first, uh, first John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love. So I say to you tonight, and I'm, I'm concluding, that love starts here. The only way we're going to be able to get over some of this struggle and the battles we're having is we're going to have to love ourselves. I know falling in love with Jesus is the best thing you ever done. But I'm telling you, falling in love with yourself is going to be one of the best things you can do. Because if you fall in love with you, the world is going to see a person that they've never seen before. They're going to see a person that's happy. They're going to see a person with a smile on their face. They're going to see a person that's joyous. They're going to see a person that gets along with people. They're going to see a person that's not bitter, that's not angry, that's not uh, whatever. They're going to see a person that they will be even happy to be in your company. Because when you figure it out and fall in love with yourself, now that's not to say you won't have some bad days, all of us do. But when you fall in love with yourself, people will look forward to conversating with you, talking with you, and, and do that. Let me say this and I'm going to pray. Years ago, when I traveled with my uncle, I don't know what it was about my look or whatever, let never forget. Uh, there were some people one time they came to our revival and and uh, they were hanging out with us and uh, after church and things. And so one of them said something to me, and I was like, "Really?" They said, "When I used to see you on the pulpit in the meetings and everything, they said in my mind." I said, he is so mean. He is one of the meanest people I ever met. Now, they hadn't met me, but I guess I had that look. You know, and sometimes it's not a mean look. It's just, you know, I preach it sometimes. We picked that up years ago. We need to stop that, sitting up there trying to look deep. You know, just, just being deep. <laughs> or trying to look deep. But anyway, 
And so they said, Did you, I just I just thought you were just a mean person. And then we were all just out uh, eating and talking and laughing. And they said, but I have to repent to you. I said, all right. They said, sitting here talking to you, I had you all wrong. You're not stuck up. You're not stuck on yourself. You actually down to earth. You actually a nice person. And it bothered me a little bit because that was the second time I'd heard that. I had one of my preacher friends said they were having a conversation and somebody said, you know, uh, you know, he just, I don't know. It's just, he just seems so mean or whatever. And they had to convince them. They said, no, he said, he may not know you. So sometimes he may not just come open right away talking to you, but he's one of the nicest guys you ever meet. And once he, and once he gets to know you and sure enough, and they just had me laughing. They said, once he gets to know you, he'll talk you to death. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's true. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> so once he gets to know you, he'll talk you to death. I said, okay. But anyway, so uh, you, you have to, you have to work on yourself, love yourself. And I guarantee you, now people will see you in a different light. Now, be mindful that sometimes there's some people never going to see you in a different light. Never. They going to always, because that's just them and they got issues with themselves. So if they got issue with themselves, if you, if you see people that got issue with themselves, they can always have an issue with you or somebody else. So don't be alarmed if you said, oh, I just, and they don't, they act all whatever. Just, just know, just, just figure it out. They got issues with them. And if they got issues with them, then there's nothing you're going to be able to do about that. You can't correct that. And I'm going to help you all out. This is going to help you. No conversation you have with them is going to better them. You can talk to you blue in the face. It may work for a minute. And they may get better for a second or two. But they're going to go back to the same behavior. Because they got a problem with themselves. So you can't change behavior of people that don't love themselves. Somewhere it's got the, the light bulb got to come on. Somewhere the switch has to be hit. God's got to touch them and let them understand you don't love you. And you definitely can't love other people. Thank you, everyone, for joining today's podcast with Dennis L. Martin Sr. If you would like to donate to the podcast with the cash app, the dollar sign DLMSR. Have an awesome day.